This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. As many as one and a half million children perished in the Holocaust. But Maxwell, Helen, and Rose survived. There were seven dead bodies, red blood on the snow. Two guards grabbed my brother and took him away. And these holes were made by bullets. He was only, I think, five years old. Cheating Hitler, surviving the Holocaust, had its premiere Wednesday night at an event in Toronto. will debut across the country Monday night on History Television. I had the opportunity to watch a screen over this, made the mistake of watching it at my desk. I suspect some co-workers maybe wondered why I had... Tears streaming down my face. It is incredibly impactful and emotional. Not just the stories of what these three Holocaust survivors endured 75, 80 years ago. But the emotion of what they're able to learn today about what happened then. And what they're able to learn today about individuals who were very close to them back then. So it's a, it's a reminder of the horrors uh, of the Holocaust, but it's a very vivid illustration of, of the human impact of surviving something like that and trying to understand, trying to make sense of it all and trying to learn what happened to others, what happened to your family, what happened to your loved ones. Joining us on the line to talk more about this project, very pleased to welcome to the program. We have with us Rebecca Snow, who is the director of Cheating Hitler. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, and also joining us, one of the three survivors profiled in this film. His name is Maxwell Smart, and he joins us on the line as well. Maxwell, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Rebecca, let me yes, ask you I'm first. A... Rebecca, let, let's start with you on, on this. Um, how did this project come about in the first place? Yeah, so, so this is a history, a history Channel project, History Canada. And um, it's 75 years um, almost. 2020 is going to be the 75 yeah anniversary since the end of the second world war and and of course the holocaust and the liberation of the camps um ending you know at the end of the second world war and history really wanted for the first time in many years to do a remembrance day documentary about the holocaust itself and of course um and so they hired um the production company saloon media and myself to make this film and i think you know when we when we started researching this it quickly became you know very apparent just by doing the math that you know, the survivors around today, the majority of them were children during the time. You know, they're in their late 80s and, and early 90s now. And so, we, you know, the film is about the children's experience of the Holocaust, three very different experiences. And we take them on a journey to investigate something about their about their the Holocaust experience that they have unanswered questions or mysteries that they, they'd like to solve. Uh, and Maxwell, let me ask you, I mean, this was obviously an incredibly impactful experience for you, but how, how did you feel about participating in this? It, wa- it wasn't an easy job to participate, because to participate in the discussions and creating this 
documentary, I, I was like being, going back to my past. And the past, it was not, it's not a good place for me to be constantly and talk about it. Because by me talking about it, I actually relive the horrors of the, of the Holocaust. These are stories that, that you're telling that, that you've, you've kept secret for, for many decades. My, 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 my life, if I would constantly think about the Holocaust, I could not create myself a new life. I, I disconnected myself from the past totally, not only by, by, by thinking, by name. I didn't want to be anymore the person who, who suffered this type and lived it. And I had create. I had to create a family. I had to create a life for myself. So I was not. I didn't want to be what it was. For you and the emotion of of learning more about somebody who was was very special to you, uh, meeting his his family members. Uh, the these scenes in the film are, are really quite emotional. But what, what did that mean to you to to learn more about Yannick? to meet relatives of of Yannick. It, it meant it meant an awful lot. It meant it meant to yes I go, with 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 the, with all those things I I created myself a new life but by knowing what really happened to Yannick Yannick was like a god sent to me I, I requested I had problems with living by myself. I was going crazy. I I fought with God. I I cursed God. Give me how could I exist not talking to anybody for months? And one day I found this Yannick. This Yannick saved my life. My I became a human being again because I found this Yannick. We had problems later on, but Yannick my, was my friend, my, my life. Yannick was, I think, if I think of them seriously, he was more important even than my family. Even my the closest things, he was more to me, this Yannick, than the whole, whole world of existence in my past. Because you were alone. Family you, in you, Israel. Yeah, I mean, you, you're a child, 12 years old, uh, from Buczach in Poland, uh, and, and you were forced to flee. You, you were by yourself. That's the problems I had. I was by myself. I was alone, sitting in the woods, hiding, eating mushrooms and eating what I could find. I had no food. I had to survive. And two people... Yannick was considered like a person to me. Two people, we managed better, we managed easier. Not that we had the luxury of food and everything, but together it was easier to survive. It was easier to, 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 to make the days go and, and, and live and live and not be alone. The loneliness and not talking was the hardest, not... And, the hardest thing of my whole life. 
of my whole past. Yeah. It is not so much the hunger. It is not so much the suffering, the clothing, my living. It's the loneliness to be by myself. Uh, Rebecca, let me ask you. I mean, there, there are obviously some amazing people out there that are doing some incredible work chronicling what happened and, and, and putting names to faces uh, and telling the story of, of the Holocaust. But that's a big part of this story is helping these survivors understand more about what happened and, and, and help them answer some of these questions that have gone unanswered for so long. Talk a bit about what's, what was involved in, in that aspect of this production. Yeah, that was that was a very important part of the of the production was this idea of sort of investigation and and taking people back to places and taking people to places where they might uncover some some documents or some some truths about what happened. And so um, we hired researchers in in Canada and Poland and Israel, and we asked um you know we had them help us with some of the questions, and it was amazing. Myself and the producer you know joke about it, but we it was like the documentary gods were shining on us because we actually the first time in my you know 20 something years in documentaries we actually answered all the questions all of the questions were answered in in the film which is amazing and you see that unfolding on camera you know for maxwell you know he talks about his friend yannick you know when he when i first interviewed him the guilt that he feels over the death of yannick his 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 great friend that he he that saved him in the woods because because he was so lonely he was so guilty about this, this episode where Yannick had, had died as a result of them saving a baby together in the woods. And so we knew, he said to me, he, Maxwell said to me, you know, Rebecca, if you can find out if that baby survived, it might alleviate some of the guilt I have about, about Yannick. So that's what we set out to do. And we had, you know, the researcher in Israel told us there's a 50, 50% chance we'd ever find that baby. And we did. And it's amazing. And in the film, you know, at the end of the film, Maxwell Maxwell meets this baby, and it's an extraordinary moment in the film. But I think also to be able to give that to Maxwell um, and have some kind of um, alleviation of that grief or, you know, a small part of it um, was huge for us. Do, do you feel less, less guilty, Maxwell? Did it, did it help? Yes, definitely. You know, I could not go back to Butchers face the empty streets, the, 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 the places I used to play with my friends. But when Rebecca from, from the History Channel went and she visited the graves where my whole family, not just my father, my mother, the visiting the, the places where they died, where they, where they were killed, it meant so much to me. When she went to Feather Hill, it meant, it meant the revisiting. It somehow, the, my family came in front of my eyes. I saw, I saw, I saw them. I saw them going over the truck. I saw them. I saw my little sister in my arms. I, I have no idea how they were split. But I saw my sister, my mother, my father. And the Feather Hill was like a, a park in the city. And I used to go there. And I used to play there with friends. We used to go to the woods. We played in the grounds. And those grounds now are covered with graves. And my family is buried. And, and you know, I appreciate I, 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 I wanted 
I wanted to go there. But Rebecca, with her crew, went there. I watched the film myself, and I was amazed in, 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 the, in the things that they create. They found there bullets. They confirmed the horror of my life. And I, I really appreciate what they did for me, Rebecca and her crew. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, Re- Rebecca, obviously that that's very high praise for you, but it, it it was definitely deliberate. I mean, going and and going back to these streets where where these these people once walked as as children and and seeing seeing what it's like now versus what it was like then. I mean, it really really takes the viewer there as well. Absolutely. And and Max was referring to when I went to Ukraine, um <clears throat> I went to Ukraine with an investigative team who actually make it their mission to go around an organization who go around um, parts of the former Soviet Union and they um, investigate uh, Holocaust killing sites. You know, in Eastern Europe, um, a lot of killing was done. It's called the Holocaust in bullets. You know, there weren't so many people sent to camps from places like Ukraine. Um, a lot of it was done, you know, on the edges of towns. They would just take people out. Um, and shoot them in mass graves and bury them in mass graves. And and that's what happened to Maxwell's family. And so when we went to Ukraine, we um, went with this team and, and we, you know, they were they got out this metal detector in these woods where they thought these mass graves might be. And every, you know, 20 seconds or 10 seconds, it was beeping and they were finding cartridges, German cartridges from the 1940s. And then they started finding artifacts belonging to some of the victims. And you know this is this is this year. This happened this year, yeah. and it's just it's just under the surface. Like just you don't even have to dig. I mean, it's just there. You just like clean off the dirt, and you're finding these remnants of this horror. Um, and so it's 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 unforgettable. It's unforgettable. And you know to be able to to in this film to be able to bring back you know some of the memories of those people who didn't survive, some of Maxwell's family, and some of. Helen and Rose, who are the other survivors of the film, some of their families and friends, you know, to name them, give them names and give them stories um, is so important. It's so important. And for people to connect with this and realize that it's, it, it happened and it was so, so recent. Uh, it is indeed a very powerful and emotional film. It is called Cheating Hitler, Surviving the Holocaust. It airs Monday night across the country on, on History Channel Canada. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, to you as well, Maxwell, thank you so much for taking some time to thank talk you. to us. All, all the best to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. All right. Uh, take care to both of you. Thanks again. Uh, that was Rebecca Snow. She's the director of this uh, film. And uh, Maxwell, Maxwell Smart is his name, one of the three uh, survivors whose story is told in this film. And and all three are, are unique in their own way, but just just how emotional it is, their their journey and what they went through as children. You know, and, and just being separated from their families. In Maxwell's case, being alone, being told by his mother to run, save yourself. I can't protect you. Uh, and so what he went through at the time and sharing those stories, but then being able to go back and, and learn more about this friend that he made when he was alone and, and in hiding uh, and to meet his family. And yes, as, as they mentioned, and it's a pretty powerful moment too, this baby that they, they came across, to know that she survived and to then meet her, it's, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. So Cheating Hitler, it's called It Airs Monday Night on History. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.